Macro Podcast number 439 for January 7th, 2015, brought to you by Zero, beautiful accounting software, and lynda.com. With over 3,000 video courses, lynda.com has something for everyone. Welcome after our short break. Back to the Macro Podcast. I'm Chris Breen. And of course, joining me today is my co host, Susie Oaks, who is in fabulous Las Vegas for CES. So, Susie, how fabulous is Las Vegas? Oh, it's as fabulous as ever. Um, we've got a lot of tall, shiny buildings, and uh, people walk around with selfie sticks and um, uh, blue cocktails. Um, yeah, it's great. I haven't seen anyone dressed like Elvis yet, which is a little disappointing, but I've only been here a couple days, so I'll find him. I'll find you, Elvis. Yeah, because I thought they had like entire buildings dedicated to Elvis impersonators, so... They told me they went and saw a fat Elvis show. It was like a, like a guy who's like 400 pounds and does not an Elvis impersonator. Wow. So I guess that's it's a whole separate draw. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, and I should mention for those people listening that uh, we're doing this over Skype, and so recording quality may be a little weird. I'll do what I can to clean it up, but, you know, it's just the nature of Skype. So um, I want to get a general idea. We're recording this on Tuesday, so this is the beginning of the show, right? Yes, the show floor opens today. Um, I was actually, we have a meeting room in one of the, uh, in South Hall, so I was in South Hall for a little bit on Sunday while they were setting up, and it was just forklifts and cranes and all kinds of stuff while they were building all these, these giant booths. So, so that was kind of neat to see. I hadn't been in there before the show started before. Okay, so one thing we should maybe clarify for people who have not been to CES or really know very little about it is basically what is CES, what kind of scope is it, and who attends this thing? I think a lot of times people think, wow, I'm going to go to CES, and I'm not sure regular people can. No, it's, uh, it's not open to the public. It's an industry show, so you have to be credentialed as press or an analyst or um, you know, an exhibitor, of course, or like a buyer. So a lot of people are here doing big deals and you know, analysts are scouting around for, for their jobs. And then the press is here trying to, to cover as much of it as we can. Right, and then there's no guarantee that some of the stuff that you see on the floor, and the floor is massive because it goes on for miles, is these things may not necessarily be released, right? Yeah, um, there's, there's some prototypes out there. Um, like I was at the Panasonic press conference yesterday, and they were showing prototypes of an 8K tablets, and um, uh, our colleague Melissa Rio Frio, who does the car tech for PC World, has seen a lot of interesting prototypes. Um, the, the BMWs showing a self-driving car and Mercedes is a self-driving car. Um, but yeah, like not, you're not going to be able to just wander down to the store and buy some of this stuff next month. Um, even the things I'm seeing now that are real products, most of them aren't shipping until later this year. So like looking back at the things I covered at last CES, maybe most of them are in the market now, but some of them like still haven't come out. So. So yeah, that's a frustrating thing about trying to cover it. When you find the coolest thing, you want to know that it's actually coming out. Right. Or that people are going to care. And I think that's the interesting thing about CES is that every year everybody says, oh, what's the cool thing? And I think a couple of years ago, it was 3D TVs, which failed spectacularly. I mean, it, I, they're still selling them, but people did not flock to buy these things. Um and I think somebody said, you know, the last time that there was a huge CES announcement that actually paid off was the original Xbox. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. I think that was 2001. 
So, um, yeah, I think it is a platform for showing up-and-coming technologies and a lot of Me Too stuff, but, uh, you know, the buzz may not turn out to be a thing. And so let's talk about what is the buzz this year? What are people talking about? Well, um, Connected Home is really, really big this year. Um, so Apple announced HomeKit with iOS 8, but then we didn't hear very much. And then when iOS 8 launched, they still hadn't you know, finished the, the spec and the certification. So we're finally starting to see the first crop of actual existing HomeKit products this week. I saw um, a switch for my devices yesterday and uh, talked to Schlage locks and Chamberlain garage door openers and um, Honeywell, and they're all working with iDevices to integrate into the single iDevices app. And then we're, um, Insteon is going to be uh, using HomeKit. So, so we're starting to see more, more HomeKit things, which is really exciting you know, just from an Apple user perspective. But um, even outside HomeKit, Connected Home is, is everywhere here. Um, the other big trend in TVs is, uh, well, for, last year was kind of the year of 4K and curved TVs. They're still doing both of those. Um, uh, OLED is a big deal, but it's just so expensive. Like, OLED TVs can cost you $10,000. No one wants to pay that. So um, now the buzzword this year is quantum dots, which are little light-emitting nanoparticles that they can use to recreate the color depth and color accuracy of an OLED screen on an LCD screen. So it'll be lower cost, but you still get crazy good color, better than, than what you've seen. Um, but of course, when they talk about all these products, it's kind of, it's different if you've been listening to Apple for a while, because Apple is really good about not telling you about the things until they have all the details in place and they're ready to tell you when it's going to ship, what it's going to cost. And so here they're like, they're presenting these products that are coming out sometime, but we don't know when, and they're going to be expensive, but we don't know how much. So it can be kind of hard for, for us to separate, you know, what's, what's the big thing you got to care about. But anyway, um, TVs, quantum pixels, yeah, there's a lot of car tech here. And then um, our friends at PC World, like, it's, it's a big show for all the PC stuff. So they're seeing the new laptops and hybrids and Chromebooks and... Um, the new chips. There was a big NVIDIA press conference on Sunday that I think went on for like three hours. So, so there's a lot going on for, for the PC guys too. Now, what's the deal with the Chromebooks? Because I've been hearing a fair amount of buzz about it. Like people saying, oh, now they're bigger and they're better and they're not the cheap little crummy laptops that we hated before. Why is this a thing again? I thought like 10 years ago we were talking about netbooks like that was going to be the huge thing and it wasn't. And suddenly Chromebooks are back. Yeah, I mean, like the, the Chromebooks that they're building now are pretty nice. And then we saw that data around the holiday season that they were selling well. Um, like they, they were outselling iPads in schools. And so I think Chromebooks are kind of having a, another moment because uh, they got the build quality up and, and uh, the, you know, the market has shown that, that people want to buy these low cost laptops and they don't really need a full a full windows install and, and chrome os will do just fine for a lot of people's needs so so it might be kind of like oh you're buying chromebooks like here's more chromebooks but um yeah there's like a 15 inch chromebook now so you don't have to give up the screen real estate which is which is kind of handy i haven't seen a lot of the the this year's chromebooks in person yet because 
know, I'm pretty married to my, my MacBook Air here, so yeah. <laughs> not, not really my area of interest. Right. Well, I want to expand on a couple of these things. Um, one, you were talking about HomeKit stuff. So I know the Internet of Things, which is a phrase I hate, um, <laughs> but I guess we're going to hear it a lot in the next year. Um, what's the scope of this? I mean, you talked about l talking to like a lock manufacturer and light and power outlets, but how broad is this going to go? Well, so connected home until now has been kind of fractured. Like you could buy a whole system or you could buy one-off products. But if you just buy one-off products, they might not work together. And if you buy a whole system, you're kind of locked in. So the nice thing about HomeKit is that it's going to let different manufacturers like just concentrate on the thing they do best. So Schlage, the lock company, has been making locks for 95 years. They know all about locks. But, you know, the software side, it's, it's not that they don't know about software, but now they don't, they don't have to, to, they can just concentrate on making the lock. If they get it HomeKit certified, other software makers will be able to control it with HomeKit apps. So, so it's great. Like, they can solve the problem that they're the best at solving. And then, um, you know, the security and the, the integration with iOS 8 and Siri isn't their problem. Like, Apple just takes care of that part. So um, the, the manufacturers that I've talked to so far have all been, been really excited about it. And they said that Apple's been a great partner and um, that they're, they're excited to work together. So, so yeah, I have a ton of appointments all day today with um, other companies that are doing HomeKit. And we're going to do a, a big trend piece on that because I think it's going to be big. Cool. Okay, well... Um I want to come back after a word from Zero to talk a little bit about CarTech. Zero, spelled X-E-R-O, is the online accounting software and platform for your small business. With Zero, it doesn't matter if your small business is brick and mortar or online. That's because Zero was born in the cloud and built in the cloud. This means that you can manage your accounting anytime, anywhere from your Mac, PC, iOS, or Android device. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcasts to manage your invoicing and get paid faster. You can get an instant view of your cash flow, track your expenses on the go, and manage all of your financial reports. You can even collaborate with your accountant or bookkeeper in real time whenever you like. Zero seamlessly integrates with over 350 best-in-class business tools to process mobile payments, manage payroll, run your back office, and much more. It's no wonder that over 400,000 customers in more than 180 countries use Zero, and you can too. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcasts. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcasts. And not only that, Zero randomly selects five people a month who have signed up to receive a mystery box of goodies called Zero Plus from a company that already swears by Zero. Zero, beautiful accounting software. Okay, so about CarTech. Um, again, is this a couple of years ago when we were talking about this sort of thing? It was all about integrating. Apple's devices into your car and mostly that was like a cable right that plugged in or some kind of some kind of deck that went in so you could plug your iPod or your iPhone into your car and you get decent sound out of the thing but now CarTech is is much more than that so what kind of things are you seeing here or what are you hearing about yeah I mean a lot of the CarTech is is still infotainment 
which is uh, their their made up word for uh, the combination of navigation and you know your music and maybe having them read your text messages and answer phone calls that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, that's that's still there. But then the the crazy car tech stuff is all like self driving. There's been an Android Auto announcements. Oh, Toyota's showing a hydrogen-powered car. Um, and then we've heard some more about electric cars. Uh, Panasonic was talking about their deal with Tesla, and they're building a new battery factory. And so, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's alternative fuel sources. It's self-driving cars, which are, you know, all just prototypes. Those won't be, be out for a while. Um, so they're kind of going beyond infotainment to see what else they can do. There were some Android Auto announcements. Um, Volkswagen's going to be integrating CarPlay as well as Android Android Auto. So yeah, it's it's a lot of the car stuff is is off the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Melissa Rio Frio from PC World has been has been taking meetings all over town. So so if you're interested in car tech, you should definitely check out um, what Melissa does on PC World because she's really great. She knows all this stuff inside and out, and she always knows how to make it make it interesting. Like find find the hook. Cool. All right. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, when I used to go to CES, I would wander through the halls and I would see all this Apple related stuff. It wasn't made by Apple because Apple doesn't go to CES, but lots of people kind of picking up off the ecosystem so that they were making a battery connector for it or a dock or something or, or cases for forever. Um, is there still that kind of stuff? Are you hearing about it? I know the show floor isn't open yet, but um, generally there's sort of an Apple-related area and then lots of other manufacturers who using, you know, providing little doodads that go with your Apple stuff. Yes, definitely. Um, Apple isn't here officially, but they are very here unofficially because not only do we have all the HomeKit stuff and the HealthKit items, there's a lot of health tech things um, going on here too, but um, yeah, all the accessories, all of, if, if you looked at the, if you looked at the list of companies and then you compared it to a list of the companies you're used to seeing at like Macworld Expo, there's a lot of overlap. So um, so yeah, there's a big eye lounge area, still they call it, and uh, it's got all the accessories, um, you know, from speakers to cases to tons and tons of battery kind of products, you know, spare batteries for your phone and your tablet. Um, I saw a lot of iPad keyboards, which we're going to be rounding up soon. So, so yeah, there were a couple different um, events on Sunday and Monday where they had kind of little mini shows where you would go and there'd be you know, booths of a ton of companies and all the press wandering around. So all of those were very heavy with the iPhone and the iPad accessories. So I gave out a lot of business cards and we'll be doing, we'll be getting a lot of cool products into review there. Cool. Well, what about uh, the predominance of iOS stuff versus Android? Um, I think we've seen developers have been developing primarily for iOS and then as sort of an afterthought, they think, yeah, we're going to do Android stuff. Or when you'd wander to the floor, you'd say, yes, this is for iOS. Oh, Android, yeah, maybe kind of we'll do that. Well, how is Android doing now? Are you getting more of a sense that Android is getting a lot more attention from these people? Or is it still kind of like, yeah, we'll get to that? 
Yeah, it seems like Android's Android's getting a little more attention. Um, I mean, I can't say this like super scientifically, but I'm helping uh, our sister site TechHive cover connected home and a little bit of wearables. And when you talk to these guys, it, yeah, it used to be all like, okay, we'll launch on iOS and then an Android app will come six months later. But um, it seems like anecdotally a lot more of them are saying, yeah, we're, we're iOS and Android, iOS and Android. So. So that's pretty cool from an Android um, user's perspective, and I haven't seen a lot of companies here just showing just apps. It's all you know apps that go with here, but maybe that's because that's what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, it seems like Android is uh, is is not not as much of an afterthought. Like people are people are going after Android at the at the beginning. Yeah. Well, what about the dueling? Uh, it may not even be dueling. Maybe there are multiples of these. Um, because you talked about HomeKit, and that's Apple's initiative, but they're not the only game in town, right? Google's, I think, expanding on its Nest ecosystem, and there are others that are trying to get into this HomeKit. So is this still kind of the frontier, or are people really lining up with Apple's efforts or Google? Um, well, you don't really have to pick is the nice thing. So uh, the HomeKit thing is a certification program that's, you know, the same program as they, um, you see the made for iPhone sticker on, on different speakers and, and keyboards and stuff. So um, that is, that's the, that's HomeKit certification. But I mean, I talked to the CEO of Insteon last night for a while and they're doing, yeah, it's HomeKit and then there's different, there's the All Scene Alliance and they're in with that. Um, they did a partnership earlier with Microsoft. So if you have Windows Phone 8.1, I think you can uh, you can use Cortana to to control your Insteon devices. Just like um, you know, once the HomeKit uh, once the HomeKit update is out for Insteon, um, you'll be able to, to use Siri. So so they yeah like. You know, in the case of Insteon, they're like, whatever you want to use, we want to support it. We want to be everywhere, and that you know that's been fine with Apple. So, so yeah, the the, the home thing, it's there. There hasn't seemed to be like a consensus on just one protocol, like one framework, but um, and it all works with iPhone. But the nice thing about HomeKit will be just that deep iOS level integration where. Um, the setup will, you know, happen more seamlessly behind the scenes for the user, and and you'll you'll get the Siri control and be able to group things together that you know even if the the manufacturers didn't partner with each other. So mm -hmm. this works with Nest thing is is really blowing up. Um, they they announced like 15 new integrations yesterday, 15 new products. So so yeah, that's uh that's working out well for them. Um, and we'll see. We'll see kind of if, if the market, you know, comes to a consensus or if the most popular products will just be the products that don't pick, that yeah. pass the wider net. Right. Okay. Uh, we have more to talk about, but first, a word from lynda.com. Kickstart your new year and challenge yourself to learn something new with a free 10-day trial to lynda.com. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. All of their courses are taught by experts and new courses are added to the site every week. Whether you want to set new financial goals, find work-life balance, invest in a new hobby, ask your boss for a raise, find a new job, or improve upon your current job skills in 2015, 
lynda.com has something for everyone. And you can have a taste of it. Just sign up for a free 10-day trial today by visiting lynda.com, that's L-Y-N-D-A.com slash Macworld, and you'll get unlimited access to every course on lynda.com. You'll also get access to view tutorials on tablets and iPhone and Android mobile devices, and you get access to new courses added every week. Some of the courses and videos I recommend are iOS 8, iPhone, and iPad Essential Training, setting up your mobile office to work from anywhere, and speeding up and maintaining your Mac. Also, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I purchased a new camera and I've been spending a lot of time with it. To help me along the way, I've been watching Ben Long and Steve Simon's photography courses and Chris Orwig and Jan Kabili's Lightroom videos. They've been a huge help. So do something good for yourself in 2015 and sign up for a free 10-day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com, that's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash Macworld. Go ahead, I challenge you to learn something new in 2015. I want to talk a little bit about the Apple Watch and see if that's having any resonance there. Are other companies going ahead with their smart watches? Are they trying to get in before the Apple Watch comes out? Are people talking about supporting Apple Watch in some way? Or is there any buzz about it at all at the show? Or people just saying, yeah, that's down the line. We're not going to worry about it right now. Yeah, um, there's a lot of smartwatches, but I haven't really heard that much about the Apple Watch. I got a pitch for, you know, like a nightstand for your Apple Watch, but I don't think there's going to be a lot of accessories until, you know, the watches are really shipping. Um, and then, yeah, the companies that are doing Android Wear or just, you know, their own smartwatches, they're just foraging ahead, hoping that, I guess, you know, rising tide will lift all boats and the category is about to blow up, and if they're in there, you know, they'll, they'll blow up with it. So, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard, um, I haven't heard much about um, companies, you know, writing apps for the watch yet or anything. It might just be that they're not ready to talk. Um, but yeah, I should probably be, be pressing some more, especially when in my HomeKit meetings today. That's a good call. I should be asking about, about what they're going to do with the Apple Watch. Well, it did seem like that there was this wave of smartwatches that came out like three or four months ago. Like everybody was jumping on it. And it seemed partly because Apple was going to get into the game. Maybe they're just kind of digging in now and starting to develop the hardware and the software and hope that it works. And then hope that Apple's watch just doesn't come out and kill everybody else. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have something going on there. grateful that Apple didn't you know, drop a huge... Apple Watch announcement you know, on the first day of CES just to troll CES because people still remember um, back in 2007 when you know half the tech industry was out here for CES and then like whoops Apple announced the iPhone in September in uh, San Francisco and just totally stole the show so stole the show without even being here so I guess that could still happen this year Apple could drop a bomb today but I kind of hope not just for my own sake. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know how much they worry about CES anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that they're so well established. They can just kind of, they've already announced that this thing is going to happen. If they did drop the bomb, I think maybe it would be the release date for the for the watch. And I'm not sure they're ready to do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, and they like to be, you know, they like to have kind of their own their own spotlight. So, so um, yeah, it's probably, they'll, they'll just, they'll do their own thing like they do. And um I'm sure they're not they're not scared by it. They shouldn't be scared by any of the smartwatches that I saw yesterday or the day before. Yeah, well, the sense I'm getting, and maybe just because I 
navel gaze too much about this stuff is the the CES again, as we said earlier, hasn't really released the next big thing in a long time. And I, I don't think that all eyes are turned on CES to determine our future. That I think people have a much more realistic sense of what this thing is about. As you said, it's for vendors, it's for prototyping stuff. Maybe something great will come out of it, and maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of a sort of like, yeah, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing year. Or talk about broad trends like self-driving cars that are not going to come out this year, or some of the other TV stuff that, that looks interesting, but may not actually do anything for a couple of years from now. It's an interesting show because it's just so fractured. I mean, if like if you were covering networking, you'd be like, "Wow, this is the biggest show for networking." Like Qualcomm's talking about the next step after like, 802.11ac. They're they're working on AD already, and and uh, like chip makers are here. So PC World is talking about the Nvidia Tegra K1, and and so so yeah. If if you're interested in in kind of base components, it's still really exciting, but. It's almost like there's ten different shows going on at once. There's the car show and the home show and the the health show and you know the the PC show. So it's it's kind of tough to get. You know, there could be something really groundbreaking here that um, you know that we just miss because there's so much going on at once. Yeah. Well, generally, how's and I know the show just starts today, but how packed is Vegas? I've heard a couple of things via Twitter where people say, wow, you know, the cab line isn't as long as it was in the past. Maybe people aren't coming out here in the great numbers that they once were. Are you getting a sense of that at all from the events you've been to? Um, yeah, like, well, CES Unveiled was the first uh, big press event on Sunday, and you couldn't even, like, walk around it. It was so packed. So we were there with our video crew um, shooting videos, and... Yeah, when we went right at the opening, like it, there was this one hallway where they you couldn't even get down it. It was just so so full, and we had to kind of loiter and wait until the very end. And they were about to shut it down, and then we rushed in and did all our videos when you could actually like hear yourself talk and get enough space for your cameraman to not be you know two inches from your nose. So so some of the events are really really packed. I didn't have a problem with the cab line at the airport, so that was nice. But um, yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's uh, the Consumer Electronics Association, I think, is the organization that puts all this on. And every year they're like, oh, it's the biggest year ever, the most booths, the most space. So um, they'll, they'll probably say that it's, it's still being very well attended. Um, I, I, I've only been coming for a few years because, you know, for so long it was at the same time as Macworld Expo right. and um, just didn't, didn't seem super relevant from an Apple fan's perspective. But... Um, yeah, so it's hard for me to say, like, historically if it's bigger. But, yeah, I, like, just anecdotally, it's, it, there's been a lot of lines and a lot of people everywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's still a really big deal. All right. So at these various uh, press events you've been at so far, seen anything that you just thought, wow, that's cool or clever or, huh, that's weird? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. I saw a connected pacifier the other last. What? Time. 
Yeah, like a pacifier for babies, but it takes the baby's temperature. And the guy's like, it's so hard to take a baby's temperature. And I'm thinking, well, not really. <laughs> and then, uh, but it's also got, um, so it's, it's like a Bluetooth, it was at the Bluetooth event. So it's a Bluetooth pacifier and it will record the baby's temperature either, you know, every interval. So you could put the baby to bed with this pacifier and check on her every hour. So that'd be nice if she's sick. But then it's also got a proximity thing. So if you're out and your baby drops the expensive pacifier, um, you will get a ping on your phone and a little GPS mark of, on your phone of where the phone and the pacifier lost touch. So that's kind of nice, but then, you know, if you step on it or drop it in the toilet, I don't, I don't know if that has any technology to, uh, to guard against those. Um, and we saw a bunch of, like, wacky, like, there was, like, a one-wheeled skateboard thing, like a balance board with a big wheel in it. So we've seen a bunch of really dorky looking like Segway competitors, uh -huh. um, like a Segway without any handlebars and it's all just self-balancing and you're like, that looks really great, but if someone was rolling down the street on one of those, I would be really tempted to punch them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and then, uh, but my favorite product so far is uh, I saw some uh, connected sensor packed uh, snowboard bindings that can tell you like, how, how much pressure you're putting on each foot and your toes and your heels and there's flex sensors for your board that'll help you learn how to do better tricks. and That was pretty neat. And then um, we also saw a uh, piezoelectric sensor-packed yoga mat that can give you real-time feedback on your yoga poses. As if, you know, there was an instructor right there with you. So you can get the benefits of going to a yoga class without anyone having to see you do yoga. So about the snowboard. <laughs> yeah. So... Let me get this straight. I'm hurtling down a hill, <laughs> and I'm looking at my iPhone screen no. to see how my posture is. No, well, so, okay, so it's taking the sense, and you can get real-time feedback if you want, but then, yeah, you'd have to have your iPhone out. So um, th there's a really cool video overlay feature where if you give your iPhone to your buddy, he can take a video of your run while the sensors are connecting data. It will overlay the data on the video. So you'll see, okay, right before you face planted, put your weight on your back foot, and that was bad. You should have had it on your front foot so you could have turned and not hit that tree. So, um, so yeah, that was really cool. And then you could, you know, watch the video on the chairlift on your, on your ride next up the mountain. So, so it might be more of like a, like a training thing that would, that would help if you had another person with you. Okay. That, that sounds cooler than I thought. It just sounded like, no, use this and die. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they can show this at your funeral. Like, well, this is here. Now you can see here that, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, do they have this for surfers too? Because where I live, I know a lot of surfers who would think, wow, that would be awesome if I yeah. had something like that. Yeah, maybe that'll be next year. <laughs> all right, good. Well, there's a suggestion. Like, now we made it all waterproof. I mean, it has to be waterproof for, you, for snowboarding, too. But, um, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything about surfing yet. All right, impact-proof, too. Um, and, and one, a, a couple more things, and so then we can be done. Uh, this last year, we saw Macworld Expo go on hiatus. We've seen other trade shows just completely disappear. So does CES seem like it has a future? Does this seem like... A good thing still or is it the kind of thing that will be like other shows eventually replaced by the internet and people never have to see each other again um well I, 
You know, it's so big and there's so much happening and it seems like trade shows are kind of receding, but conferences are having a moment, you know, like Recode does a conference and TechCrunch does a conference and all these different media companies are doing their own conference. So events are big, but trade shows are down, but CES is both. I mean, they have, they have different tracks for the, for the conference stuff and there's keynotes and there's um, yeah, there's there's like a health track and a, you know just tech for senior citizens track and so I think just the fact that they're so diversified and that they're hitting both ends from a trade show product perspective and a conference perspective and then just all the side deals that are getting done and you know hotel suites all around Vegas um, it it would take a while for yeah I don't I don't know this is not going to go away yeah um, yeah this isn't going to go away for a while. Okay. Um, last question is the most important of all. Selfie sticks. Are they really a thing? There's such a thing. Oh, I had God, no. no. I had no idea they were such a thing, and they're a real thing. And they're not even just a thing at CES. They're a thing all around Vegas. Like, we watched this girl have a whole photo shoot with herself <laughs> while we were in the casino. It was quite entertaining. And then uh, we passed, like, a gift shop that had, um, you know, like, I have the little cans of umbrellas out when it's raining. And they're like, mm-hmm. find an umbrella that's right in the front of the store. You have to walk right past it. Th- that's where the selfie sticks are. <laughs> they're like, oh, here, you need, you need water, you need some lip balm, you need a selfie stick. Like, it's, it's totally ridiculous. And are they in fashion colors and styles? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, telescoping. And, yeah, they're, they're hilarious. And they're... Yeah, it's, it's, that's the new, like, the funny trend. Gee, I hope we have a roundup of selfie sticks. Yeah, no, but it's just weird because they go so far up in the air, and then so every, like, we're going to have this whole generation of portraits that look like surveillance footage. <laughs> and you won't know if it was taken from your new drone or from your selfie stick. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of drones, too. I'm starting to get, to get tired with all the drones. I don't know. I think I'm just too old and cranky for drones. Are they flying around the floor or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. So I, even we haven't been to the floor that much yet. But um, there, both at Pepcom and at CES Unveiled, there were there were drones all over. And yeah, um, Parrot's got a new one, I think. And oh no, Parrot's still showing the the last one we saw, the Bebop. So and that's the other thing at some of these events. Um, it's kind of hard to separate the the stuff that's like really really new and might not come out for a while from the stuff that's pretty cool but it's been out for a little while so so you got to find the sweet spot of things that are coming out soon but aren't out yet and haven't been covered too much yeah it's fun we're all very tired i bet i bet and when do you get to come home thursday all right yeah just four nights five days this year so yeah this is it's funny, they keep calling this day one, and the people who have been around since Saturday are like, day one, excuse me. <laughs> this is day 12. Yeah. A non-ending day. Okay, well, thank you so much for, uh, for taking time out to do this. I know it's, it's early for you, and, um, and you're not getting enough sleep. So, good luck. Look forward to your return. Thanks. And, uh, and bring me, uh, I don't know, selfie stick. Yeah. Yeah, the, there was an 80s theme party last night, so I got, like, all these boxes and moves. So I'm going to be giving moves to everybody. Cool. <laughs> okay. 
And uh, that wraps up this episode of the Macro Podcast, brought to you by Zero Beautiful Accounting Software and Lynda.com. With over 3,000 video courses, Lynda.com has something for everyone. If you have any comments or questions, drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com. Thanks for listening.